Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey guys, it's Ida here, taking a moment to tell you all about Ida Active. That's right, my other baby, the one that Robbie did not freak out about. Anyway, I'm so fucking proud of it, and I'm here to tell you more. Ida Active is here to give you bras that keep your tits happy, make you look shit hot, and to fight camel toe crime. Unless, of course, that's your thing. All the products are inspired by my favorite memories of growing up in the 80s and my passion for all things fucking fantastic. I'd love you all to go check it out. So head to www.shopida.com to take a look. And as a little treat, use the code IDAPOD, A-Y-D-A-P-O-D, for 25% off your first order. Because who doesn't love a bargain? Fuck yeah. Now, back to business. On this week's special bonus episode of Postcards from the Edge, we are chatting to none other than the world's most famous PE teacher, Yep, it's fitness god and all-around great guy. Jesus Christ, it is the body coach himself, Joe Wicks. I was so excited to talk to Joe as his YouTube workouts kept both myself and my kids sane during lockdown, which I don't even know how he managed to do that from a little TV screen when I couldn't do it in person. But thank God, all hail Joe Wicks for those workouts. From boot camps in the park, to building his body coach empire, getting the nation fit, and receiving an MBE, which Robbie Williams does not actually have. Joe has certainly had an amazing journey so far, and I have a feeling he hasn't finished yet. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Joe Wicks. I have Joe Wicks sat with me here, and I am actually freaking out in kind of like a little girl fitness way because... I remember meeting Joe when, I don't know if you remember, but on Loose Women, you were one of the first guests that I was a panelist on, and I have been such a fan of what you've been doing and how you've been transforming people's lives, and that is before the pandemic, and then the pandemic hit, and you became a center feature to my salvation and the salvation of my kids, You you became a friend in the living room and an inspiration to get out of weird head spaces and what the heck's going on in the world and i just feel so grateful that you're taking the time to sit with me today joe like major props my family is grateful for you i am grateful for you and i am incredibly proud to have you on this podcast and discuss 
what takes us all to the edge. So without further ado, Joe Wicks. Oh, thank you so much. I had no idea that you and your family were, were taking part in the P with Joe workers. That's amazing. Thank you. Totally. I was just saying what, before we started recording this, that Charlie is literally in the room behind me doing your workout. I can't even tell you such a saving grace because here I was with four young kids and we'll get on to you having three young kids. But it wasn't until the pandemic that I really fully appreciated how many kids I have because they were always out and going and doing activities and meeting friends. And all of a sudden they were all under one roof. We couldn't go out. I didn't know what to do with them. They had lots of energy and it was like, it was a free fall. And then all of a sudden this like magic, like Joseph and the amazing Technicolor happened because you came into our living rooms and literally it was our morning, it was our morning meditation. It was our morning get together. It was our, it was the way we came together and the kids were so excited and got so involved. I think it was the first time they actually engaged with fitness in a proactive, positive way. And you were the, you were the star of that and how you rallied in the midst of such a weird fucking time in the world and just like pulled the nation together and inspired so many families to come together in a really healthy way. It's just remarkable. So I love please. that. That must've been absolute chaos having four kids all running around the living room. But yeah, I tried to just um, make it fun and I, went, I wanted to bring families together for a difficult time. And that was my kind of you know, my gift to the world. It's my proudest achievement. I don't think I'll ever do anything in, in my life that will be so impactful, you know, than those lockdown workouts. So I'm so glad that your boy as well, the fact that he's choosing to do it is for me the ultimate win. Because, you know, if, if a child can really fall in love with exercise and off their own back want to want to stay active and look after their mental and physical health, it's such a powerful thing. So that's such a, that's such a great success. So I love that he's still doing them. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like, it's it's pretty remarkable too, because I I consider myself a very fit person, someone who cares about wellness and you know, that's something that drives me and keeps me sane in my own heart space, head space. And I've always tried to kind of inspire my kids to, you know, go on hikes with me and do fun workouts and activities in the garden. But I have to say, I had not been able to achieve what you were able to achieve with my children connecting to them, even with me in space with them being their parent. You were somehow able to, through a television screen, through a computer screen, able to inspire them in a way that I wasn't able to. So that's like a magic power. Oh, well, you know what? It's, it's, my, uh, it's my, my my energy. When I when I shifted my, my my energy into working with children in schools and doing the tours and stuff like it's it's when I'm most alive because I can see the impact it has and I know that there's a lot of children in the UK and around the world suffering with their mental health through screen time and, and social media and all, all the kind of pressures of, of a young person. So for me like when I do the school visits and I do the online stuff with kids it it gives me so much energy, you know. So to hear you say that, like, I love that because, you know, I had the impact and then you sort of think, are people still doing them? Are still, people still engaging? But the fact that he's chosen to do a P with Joe workout on YouTube for me is like the best thing. It gives me such a smile. So thank you for sharing oh, that. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm, I'm happy to report it. I was thinking like, because obviously the pandemic, and we'll move on from that because there's so many things now post-pandemic. But in the pandemic, you know, everyone had their own kind of struggle, confrontation of an uncomfortable time, you know, this 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 new pivot that we had to do you know it was like no one understood how did you kind of how did you crawl out of your own stuff because you would have I mean you have your business your children your wife but there must have been moments in it where it was super confusing overwhelming you know um bizarre for you like how did you kind of pivot in your own head to create this lane to create these workouts and to kind of move out of your own stuff I think looking back, you know, I didn't really, um, <clears throat> I didn't really stop and process 
what was going on until lockdown finished because the moment it was announced on the Thursday night, you know, I said on Monday when I'm going to go live and I started those workouts on the Monday morning and I did it every single day, Monday to Friday for 18 weeks. So it was like a whirlwind, you know, because I was doing the media and the interviews around it and I was just in it every day. So I think for me, like that was my therapy. That kind of kept me focused. It gave me a real purpose and a sense of direction. And so obviously I had Rosie helping out with the kids and I it was chaos. But I think it was only when it finished that I had a delayed reaction to the whole thing and I felt really kind of overwhelmed by the response and the messages and the emails and things that were coming in because it was it was like I was working the hardest I'd ever been and I didn't really stop to think or feel or process what was going on and you know when I realized I hadn't seen my family and friends and my mum and dad and we we're all really close like it was quite an emotional time when it ended because I felt like you know I sort of lost my purpose for a little way I lost my way for a little bit and I felt like my purpose was kind of I wasn't useful sort of thing but then I realized you know what although I'm not getting 100 million people working out of me this month I'm still getting millions of people moving and so I kind of re refocus on that and got myself back in a positive headspace, I think. Yeah, I can't, you know, it's funny. I, I never even thought about what that would have felt like for you to have that, like, because it was such an intense period and you went for so long. And it's weird because you were kind of the one getting everyone on track. And I, I actually, not till you said it, didn't even think what it must have been like afterwards. Because now all of a sudden, it's like everyone kind of goes back and you have this big impact and where do you go from from here? And I know like when I see Rob, he kind of, you know, like after a tour, you know, it's like, it's the same kind of thing. It's like, he's on the road, it's show, it's show. He's in that moment. He's not thinking about anything. And you've got, you know, millions of people over months watching you. And then all of a sudden there's a day when the tour ends and you're just supposed to like come home and pick up your life. And it can be very overwhelming for him. You know, he can get he can get actually quite depressed after a tour because of that same feeling of, well, what's my purpose now? I've done the thing, you know, where do I go from, from here? And so I guess that takes me as like, you pivoted, like, how do you, besides fitness, because obviously fitness is the number one tool you have to get out of a bad headspace. But when it must be interesting when fitness is also your business, and maybe there must be times when you want to when, when even you are stressed about business and that business is fitness, like how you move away and how you get out of that. Like, are there tools you have besides working out or when work becomes the stressor? Like how you kind of, like, how do you pivot? How does Joe Wicks, who seems to have it like all together, like how do you navigate a feeling that's uncomfortable in your life? I think I go through kind of like, like anybody. I have quite seasonal kind of highs and lows motivations high in certain times of the year and you know sometimes I feel a bit burnt out and I think because I'm quite good at my time I really understand that if I'm going to do a really intense let's just say I do a, a schools tour I visit 10 schools in a week it's really amazing but the energy I need is quite high and I'll make sure that I factor in downtime so you know downtime so I'll switch off my phone and I have a weekend away with the kids and Rosie and it's little moments like that just kind of allow myself to decompress and be in nature I really believe in the power of nature you know being in the you know, whether it's by the beach in Santa Monica or, or going to Brighton Beach or going to the forest and going around Richmond Park. I just love getting outside in nature. So when I'm living in this digital world, I'm doing all the content and filming everything. You know, I have that time where I say, right, I'm going to stay off my phone, no social media. And that kind of resets me. It kind of re-energizes me. Um, that really helps. Another thing, which is a bit kind of wacky, I do the, I do the ice baths and the sauna and stuff. So if I'm stressed out, I jump in there and it seems to just clear my mind a little bit. So that's a kind of another tool I've got at my disposal. I'm not really good at the whole meditation thing, but when it comes to like the ice bath, that really helps um, refocus and clear my mind to get me kind of energized for the next day. Do you know, we had Vim Hoff on this podcast. 
Which oh, really? was amazing, isn't he? What I, a character. Oh my god, he's incredible. Like again, another one where I was like, really? He's doing the podcast? And it, I was fascinated and intrigued and excited when I spoke to him. And I've been doing his breathing techniques, you know, when I have the moment. I'm not great at meditation either. I don't put the work in consistently, but when I do it, I'm always like, you know, wondering why I don't do it more. But the ice bath for me, I've been having this conversation with myself about like taking it to the next level and doing the ice bath. And I tried, I was in Argentina recently and I tried, there was a plunge pool that was freezing cold and I got in it and I got swiftly back out of it. Um, how do you, um, how do you even brave yourself to do that every day? That's ton of well done for trying yeah it's one of those things like you just build up your tolerance i used to have cold showers to begin with and then i thought right, i'm gonna step it up and i just got a little kind of ice tub thing and just threw some ice cubes in and, and you know just kind of built up the tolerance but i think it's more of a mental thing than a physical challenge for me because i i feel like it just it's, it's for the for me it's the breathing so I, I do the breathing i get focused it kind of brings you back to that real like moment and you're very present and i think when i'm living in the social media digital world it's it's constant it's always on you know, i'm always replying to messages i'm constantly engaged with people so I don't know, it just sort of snaps me into the moment. And I do find it really helps with my stress and if I'm feeling a bit anxious about things. Um, so I've got one at the end of my garden. I do it every day, like every single day. If I'm in the UK, I'm here. I love it. And so, yeah, I, I do it every morning, probably for sort of two or three minutes at a time. And it just really straightens me out. I love it. That's so good. Honestly, that's goals for me. Like I want to I wanna get brave enough to just like get, get in the headspace, get in the zone and do that because I truly believe it's good for you. Like, like when it's, when I was talking to him, it was like, he blew my mind with the benefits of it. I was like, okay, I've got to get on this. Well, Rosie, my wife, you know, I can't get her in there for love of money. I said, come on, like, face your fear. You can do this, girl. Like, I believe in you. And she she dipped her, like, legs in and maybe a bum for, like, two seconds and jumped straight out. But she's just not into that kind of uncomfortable feeling. But I think when you push past that initial fear of, like, um, you know, the, the uncomfortable sensation, it becomes quite addictive. And you actually look forward, you know, in a weird way, you look look forward to the feeling of like the sensation afterwards and the, the mental clarity and it's, it's really powerful so Wim Hof's been saying this for 30 40 years whatever it is everyone's obviously now getting on like me and other people are jumping on it but he's been talking about it for years for you know helping with your your mental health and your anxiety and depression it's powerful it really it really does something to the body no I'm truly I was going to ask you if Rosie does it because I'm like and I, it. It, I was about to say like how does it work because obviously when you're married to you I imagine that fitness has to be a strong part of your relationship together that you would like work out together and kind of seek this journey together. Was she, when you met her, was she already that person or has she become that person by being your partner and like kind of like come on that fitness journey with you? Do you know, I'm really proud of Rosie's journey because I think when we first met, you know, she wasn't that into fitness and she would sort of every now and again, I'd say, come on, let's do a little workout together. But she's really, I think since having the kids, she's become really into it she's really found that love for fitness especially strength training she hates hip training she'd never like do a hip workout of me she doesn't like getting <laughs> out sweaty but she likes right. doing the so she would do you know do some dumbbells and some kettlebells and stuff and you know it's just really nice to see that she's self-motivated she's intrinsically motivated um, because you know as a as a new mum to like to three children under four like it's such a stressful thing and I always say look find the time look after yourself and she's really now realized that it's not just about body image it's really for her to let go of some of that stress and anxiety and that tension that little kids that are fighting around you every day is quite tough and yeah so she's actually um she's she's kind of self-motivated now she does about three workouts a week you know i find time in the morning she'll do it in the afternoon and you know when lenny's napping or something and yeah she's she's really into it and she looks fantastic i'm proud of her because it is hard you know staying fit with a newborn baby my, my daughter oh. lenny she smiles all day long 
but she just doesn't sleep. She's really, really bad sleeper. So you're battling against that, which is the hardest thing to get motivation, I think. I mean, I remember when I had Charlie and it was like, he did not sleep well. And I had Teddy and she had just turned two. And I remember turning to Rob going, I'm just so tired. And I kept going like, how am I ever going to get back in shape? Like it just felt like so far away because there was no way on this little sleep that I was ever going to be able to like crawl into a gym and like lift anything. And it was it was a real challenge to kind of like find myself again. And I was, you know, like, it's funny. When we last spoke, I remember you came on Loose Women. You were next to me. I just remember thinking you were like the nicest guy ever. And it was like, I think the the topic was besides your fitness was like you and Rosie had just become like public dating. Like you had yeah. like made it like Instagram official or whatever it was. You know, we were talking about Rosie and that's kind of like where the conversation ended. And it's like now we're picking up years later. You've not only married Rosie, but you guys have had three kids in four years. Like there is a whole huge chapter that has happened since I last met you. And I'm wondering, like, because obviously, you know, we're talking about de-stressors and fitness and, you know, you had this whole kind of, you know, fitness fitness journey happening before you became a dad. But how has it shifted? Because everything explodes when you have kids. How has kind of Joe that I met when he was just dating Rosie versus Joe now who's married to Rosie with three kids in this huge career? Like how has, how has it all changed in your life? And I know that's a vague question, but you know, like how has your self-care changed? How has your relationship to what you do and what you don't do changed? Like how has it all transitioned? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously a massive change having kids. And I, I love being a parent. It's one of the, my favorite things. And obviously, I, I've got three kids. I'm catching up with you. But we actually want like, like four or five as well. And we talk I know. I read that. I just like, I, I said five kids. My eyeballs almost popped out. And I thought, why are you popping your eyeballs out? You've got fucking four kids. Yeah, you're not far off. Um, I'm not far off. But we love it. We, you know, we love being parents. I think that's the biggest challenge for us is in a relationship is like, you know, parenting and obviously finding time for for ourselves. And luckily, I'm so blessed. My mum had me so young. My mum had me when she was 19. So, oh, wow. I've got a really young mum who can take the kids and have, you know, the kids for the night and we can have fun weekends away. Like we went to Coachella in, in April and I couldn't do those things. It wasn't for my mum. So the fact that she came over and she had, you know, the time for us means that we we, we managed to like maintain that closeness and that friendship that you, you need because it is hard. Like my kids are amazing, but they argue all day. They're stress you out we never get we never get to talk at all around the kids because they're always interrupting you so just having like two hours for a dinner or going to watch a movie sometime is is all it takes but you know yeah we we um we we love the kids we're actually we've made the decision just after getting back from america that we're going to homeschool because we want to travel and be together and we just can't wait to actually like have that freedom to be on the road and move together is that what you do that's what You're we home- do that's no what way. i was like i was like we can unpack this we can talk about this yeah rob and i homeschool our children because we kind of face, you know, there are, and we can talk about this another time, or maybe it's another final hat, you know, there are challenges presented, obviously, with it, but there are some huge, amazing benefits to it. And, you know, we were kind of the same way. It's really hard when you're, you know, like you're a freelancer, we're freelancers, you know, like we go where the work is and we're kind of, we're kind of these gypsies that like to roam and travel the world and see things. And I think kind of what happens when, you see the world is you want to see more of the world and you want to have more adventures. It's really hard to be in one place. Like Rob and I really kind of have these conversations because 
you know, my kids are older than your kids. Teddy's now 10, my oldest is 10. And, you know, you kind of have to start having these conversations where she's kind of going, well, I don't really want to go all around. I want to have friends and I want to be here. And you're like, but look at how cool this is. Look at how cool, you know. And so we have these kind of conversations where where could we be just one place? And I think we really struggle with the concept because we're so addicted to seeing the world and the adventures and the kind of things that open up when you see different cultures and experience different things. It's very hard to then recontain that at some point. And I have to say, it's been a blessing for us because look, Rob's schedule is like your schedule. You know, it's like he's, he's working here, he's working there and it's all, it's intense. And, you know, now that you're a California boy, which I'm incredibly proud of, uh, you know, when we're in California, you know, if he's working in, you know, I don't know, Germany, he can't just pop home for two days off and come see us, you know? And if he's on a European tour, that the same goes. It's like, that's two months away. He can't, with one day off, come and see us. So, you know, our choice really is, do we live apart and let him work and I raise the kids? Or do we just kind of try and do this thing together and stay together? And I, And I think for us, we've chosen for the time being is just to stay together and kind of roam with these, you know, roll it, roll deep as a posse, you know, and it's become, you know, obviously more and more chaos with more and more kids, just like you, you're not alone. My kids, especially my oldest two are constantly fighting, constantly interrupting me. There is always an issue, always a drama. I, you know, I live in Emmerdale, Coronation Street, you name it. I'm in the drama all the time. You know, and obviously the more kids you're kind of traveling around like a circus, but I feel very grateful that we've been able to be a homeschooling, stay together as a unit, stay connected, have that time so that we're not living two separate lives, you know, and 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 kind of in, in, in separate pods where I'm raising the kids and Rob's working. Um, so I'm really happy to hear that you're going to explore that because it's been it's been a blessing for our family to be able to do that. Um but definitely, you know, if you if you think about, I think it was interesting with the pandemic, you know, something that brought me to the edge was trying to educate my kids in one space, you know, at one time via, you know, computer screens, you know, and that oh, was, that was, that was tough, you know, because the two babies, you know, they were just drooling and grabbing toys, but the two older ones, you know, actually had to like learn stuff and they were still so young that they didn't understand sitting in front of a computer screen. And I just thought, oh, my God, I'm going to do this for who knows how long. Um, But I feel like I feel like you will be able to navigate this probably better than I was able to navigate this. And that's where, again, you became my Joseph, the amazing Technicolor. You really are Joe, Joseph, the amazing Technicolor. I'll be the the PE teacher, you know, and I like doing reading and stuff, but I'm not good at math. We have to get a bit of help with that. And, you know, just be creative and just get them outside. I just I just really believe in (laughs) being active and being in nature and getting fresh air. And I think they're so young still, but who knows it? We're going to give it a go. I'll keep you posted and um, we'll see how it goes in the future. But I think for now, it just was going to suit us. And I, I, like I said, I'm at my happiest when we're together as a unit, when I've got Indy, Marley and Lenny and Rose, we're all together. So, so yeah, I, I don't think I could have the impact in the career that I want if, if I couldn't take them with me, I just wouldn't be happy on my own in another country, you know? So I think it's a big part of my happiness and, and my energy comes from being around them. And that, that allows me to be, you know, really motivating and inspiring to other people when I do my content. And so, yeah, it's going to give it a go. We literally just decided about a month ago, so we haven't officially announced. So that's the first time I've really shared that. I oh, my God, that. I 
I love that. I love that. What do you think is the first adventure that you're going to take? What in your brain space is like, I got to do this. I don't know. I mean, I really want to travel. Like I want to go to, I went to Australia in, in the new year and I want to go back to New Zealand. I want to sort of travel around that sort of part of the world, but it's not really about just taking off. It's more about just having flexibility to just say, you know, if I want to go and do a tour of the, of, of the U S and or visit schools in America that I can just take them with me. So it's not really, I don't see us, us be on the road all year round. Cause I do love being in England. Like, so we're based in the UK and I want to be near my family and friends, but we spend a few months in Santa Monica every now and again. So where, where's home for you? When, where do you feel most at home next? You've obviously. Well, this is like a weird, I'd love that you picked time. And then I, I wanted to know why you picked Santa Monica of all places. But, um, you know, it's interesting. I'm obviously from LA. I'm from California. And Rob is like you, an Englishman. Um, and we've always kind of lived in between the two. And then, and then for us, but then Rob's always had all this work all over the place. And then for us, I think part of our pandemic, because we love being outside, outdoors. For me, that's, you know, I've never been a super gym person. I've always been a nature person. You know, like I love the ocean. I love hiking. I love running. I like being outside. Um, and I think there was this moment for us in the pandemic where it all, you know, it was that free fall. It was our, whatever the privilege of pandemic midlife crisis is. You know, and my mom was ill and I couldn't get near her. And we were in the house, four kids, we were doing your workouts. And we just kind of thought, what is it all about? What is our, what is our purpose? What is this, you know, this, this objective as a family? Cause we're like you, you know, Rob's happiest when we're all together. I'm happiest when we're all together. And I'm like, what is our manifesto right now? Where are we headed? And I think for us, the idea of just being outside like in the mountains, near the water, just felt like the saving grace. We just wanted to be kind of free and away from any noise and away from all that felt weird. Oh, look, my son's just coming here. Say hi to Joe. Look who's here. You just finished your workout. You were just watching him and working out. Now he's here. Thanks, dude. Thanks for my workouts. I love that. How are you feeling? You feeling good? He said, thanks for doing my workout. Yeah, I'll put the headset on Charlie. You can talk Charlie. Yeah, Charlie, I'm I'm really happy to hear that you've been doing some of my P workouts. How are you feeling after that one? Well, it's really hard that one. The jump squats were the hardest, I'd say. Oh, the jumping squats, yeah. And the bur- any burpees in that one? Were there some burpees? Not any. Oh, brilliant. Well, thank- it's lovely to meet you, man. Thanks for um, doing my videos. I hope you're staying fit and happy because of because of doing them. Yes. Thank you. You say thank you, Charlie. Wow, he got a little he's a little shiner looking at you. Uh, I think he's like, Whoa, wait, he's on the screen, but he's here. What? Uh, what was I gonna say? So we were we were in in this kind of headspace and we just thought, let's just run away to Switzerland. Let's just let's just run up a mountain. We hadn't been outside outside in probably six months. We had not left our house probably. And we just said, let's just have an adventure together. Let's do something. We wanted something that felt clean and safe and uncongested. And we just kind of, having never been to Switzerland or I'd never been to Geneva or ever spent any time there, we just kind of took all our dogs, took our cats, all the kids, and jumped on the plane and just landed in this, you know, new fairyland. So that was kind of so... Hey, an adventure. So it, it was an adventure and it wasn't, I don't know, it was never a planned adventure. It just kind of happened. So ever since then, I feel like we've kind of been living amongst all those places with Switzerland as our base and 
kind of then on the road with, you know, because, because, you know, for us during the pandemic, Rob couldn't work because everything was shut down. And so now that things have opened up, you know, he's on the road. So I got really used to having it with me. I don't want to spend months away from him. So we've just been kind of, yeah, we've been kind of like music hippies and we've been on the road with him. We've been on shows this summer and it's going to have festivals and we're going to bop in and out and the kids are going to do camp in the mountains. And we're just kind of, yeah, we're having our own Joe Wicks homeschooling adventure over here. And and yeah, nature's, I think, at the heart of it. Nature's, nature's what helps me get away from the edge. Um, and so, yeah, we're, we're leading into nature, Joe. That's what we're doing. So I don't know where I live is the answer. I have no answer. I'm going to say Switzerland, but I'm kind of like, you know, I'd say every month or so, just off to a different land. Oh, lucky! What a, what a life! Eh? That's amazing. I'm glad you're together because I think being with kids in nature, like it, it helps them as well with their mental health. Because kids, you know, they're struggling at the moment with their mental health and with screen time and, and devices and social media. But being in nature just kind of lets them reset. It's so good for children to just to play and be to be kids and stuff. So I think you're doing the right thing. It's a great great way to raise your kids. Do you know what I loved? I saw a picture of you with your kids with the like monkey bars hanging and I was so impressed and I thought it was so fucking cool. I was like, I love, like, I, I was like, I, these kids are growing up in the best way possible with all this, like for you as a dad and Rosie clearly is amazing as a mom. Like these kids are so lucky. They're going to have so much fun. They're going to be so physically fit. They're going to be unafraid, proactive, positive, like I was just like in that one shot, I was like, what a great life these kids are having. I was so like impressed with how you're navigating three little kids. Just the way they were just like, I'm like me just hanging on the bar. You know, I'm like, oh God, my grip. Oh God, like my shoulders. And they're just like happily hanging there. And like you're there. And I was like, wow, already the foundation is laid for good stuff here. Yeah, we have a good time, me and the kids. They're jokers. They crack me up. They're, they're like the funniest kids, man. They, they've got such good personalities. I think, yeah, like being... Being we 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 role model them. So obviously, when we exercise in front of them, they learn from it. When we're cooking in front, of them, they're just absorbing everything. So they're the things I really value. I just want my kid, all I want for my kids is to be to be healthy and happy and have that connection to good food and exercise to see how much it can help them live a happy life. Because you know it's really hard getting teenagers moving, but if you can get them in when they're young, that's why I do a lot of primary school visits because they're the children that really need that inspiration to become active and 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 sort of connect the dots between movement and how they feel. And, you know, it helped me as a young kid. Like if I didn't have exercise, I would have no doubt turned to drugs and alcohol like my parents did, you know, and I'm glad that I found fitness because it definitely helped me. Like, you know, it was my therapy from such a young age. And I'm um, I'm glad that I can sort of instill those, hopefully those habits into my children moving forwards. I remember that when you were on Lose Women, I remember because I didn't know anything about your background. And I remember being quite like surprised about your background. Do you know what I mean? And, and that you had kind of, because I would have, before meeting you, thought, oh, you know, he comes from athletic athletic family and this was always in the G pool and he was in sports. And it was like, and it was really amazing and impressive to hear kind of the, you know, that you didn't come from an obvious fitness background and this wasn't some, you know, glamorous high school athlete that just kind of sprawled from this perfect environment. And I, 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 and I, and I can't remember at the time what you said, how you navigated, but to just go back on it, like, how did you find fitness when you know, I remember, you know, your parents had kind of different backgrounds and, you know, you were the only one in your family kind of navigating this and doing it this way. What made you decide to find fitness? Well, it was mainly through um, through school, through PE. Like, you know, I was a very disruptive 
child because so, so just a summary for those that don't know my dad was a heroin addict from a very young age so all growing up that was I was exposed to addiction and whatnot and just him and out in and out of rehab and my mum had severe anxiety you know extreme OCD I can't even begin to tell you how many times a day she cleaned the house and and um, eating disorder so I was in this very chaotic home life and, and so for me like if I didn't have sport and exercise and movement like I I would have suffered because that was my release I, I'd run to school I'd take part in sport you know I was I was always that you know just ready to do any kind of physical activity because it really helped release all that tension from my body. So yeah, that's why I'm so passionate. I think if children don't understand the importance of exercise and movement and how it can really be a tool for you throughout life to help you with emotions and mental health, then it's it's going to be difficult as an adult. So that was kind of the thing I lent on and from there obviously went down the path of being a personal trainer and even now as an adult, you know, there's times I turn to food if I'm a bit stressed or emotional, but usually the first thing I do is I turn straight to a workout or get in some fr- go for a run, do a workout, get some fresh air. And, you know, it's it's given me a chance to actually like live a healthy, happy life. And I'm so much happy because of exercise. So for me, you're like, I just want everyone to feel that. I want everyone to just connect the dots to that, you know, rather than turn to drugs or alcohol or addiction or gambling and all these other things that humans turn to to feel good. Like you can actually get to that point by doing really beneficial things like cooking healthy food and exercising. So that, yeah, I think my PE teachers were a massive influence on me and here I am years later doing pee with Joe. So I know. Of- I love that. I love that. By the way, has, because I know you touched upon earlier that your mom is really helpful with the kids and allows you and Rosie to kind of have adult time. Has she been able to kind of navigate some of her OCD with your workouts now that you're kind of like this mega, mega health star? Do you know what I mean? Had, has she been able to kind of, kind of evolve some of her, her stress and anxiety with the workouts that you do? Yeah, I think for sure, you know, she's had a lot of therapy, obviously, and she's she's dealt with her stuff because there's a reason my mum scrubbed her house three or four times a day. There was a, there was childhood trauma that she was experiencing that manifested in in that kind of um, control. And obviously my dad's addiction, the same thing, a, a tough upbringing, like a childhood that was difficult. So it's lovely to see, you know, over the years, my mum and dad getting one of my cook. Well, obviously, I give them a copy of my cookbook, but yeah. Cooking some of my recipes and using the Body Coach app and doing the videos and things. So yeah, definitely they're in a much better place. And yeah, my dad still struggles a little bit with his with his mental health and depression, but he's clean. You know, he's clean. He's so friendship. And so I think it, my childhood shaped me. My my childhood gave me so much motivation and drive. And even now, like I I have such a connection to young people because I was a child of addiction and, and growing up as a young carer. I'm so obsessed with like tapping into those um you know those audiences of young people that are probably going through difficult you know because it's tough at the moment for parents and the children are being affected. So I've done a documentary on mental health and, and parents and stuff, and I've done a, a lot of work in schools. And so for me, you know, I think my childhood gave me so much empathy and love to, and compassion that if I had a really easy upbringing, I wouldn't have been who I, I wouldn't have been who I am. I wouldn't have had that drive to, to do those workouts during lockdown and be there for people. So I think I'm really, I'm really grateful for, for my childhood. And I, I don't look back at resentment or anger. I just accept what it was. And I love my parents today. And I, I think that's allowed me to live my life without, out the trauma like the trauma didn't like affect me and bring me down it actually drove me forward and a lot of people talk about that you know it can really hold you back or it can be a, an amazing and a driving force to help you go and do great things of your life I mean it's so nice to hear you talk about because obviously I've met people from both sides of the equation where their childhood trauma propelled them and encouraged them and made them be incredibly dynamic empathic and passionate and other people who have let the trauma eat them up destroy their lives and bring them down. And so it's like really amazing when you talk about it with such gratitude and positivity. It's like another reason why I'm just totally in awe of you because it's like, wow, I love that perspective. 
Um, tell me wouldn't about you. you know, some, some people no. say it would change. I just wouldn't change a thing. I wouldn't change my dad going into rehab. I wouldn't change my mum because like, I, I'm, I'm a really um, pa- passionate and compassionate human being because I think of the experience I had. So, yeah, I just think sometimes you've got to just let the past be the past and just move forward with a positive mindset. And that's really how I've been from a young age, I think. I mean, it's power that that's a powerful. And again, where your kids are going to have that. I mean, it's it's amazing how you can create a completely different environment with your kids and how that is going to be the voice that they're going to have as their kind of soil, which is so cool. Um, What was I going to say was um, and now tell me about also because I was looking at your app. I was like going through everything. I was so like, I'm just so amazed how you fit this all in, like in your life, how you do all of this. Tell me how you kind of, because that app clearly took a lot of work to get going and continues to take a lot of work to do. Tell me kind of how you came up with the idea, because it came out in 2020, right? Your app came out in 2020. You must have been working on it well before then the pandemic. How did you kind of, how did you get this all together? Because I'm just, I'm just launched a Athleisure Brown past year, and it's been an incredible amount of work to get here. How did you kind of put it all together and in the midst of doing all these videos, do your app at the same time with three kids or two kids? Yeah, two and a, two, and two kids and now a new one. Yeah, we started that um, before the lockdown. We thought we need to like inno- innovate a little bit because I was obviously doing my YouTube videos and I had a really basic kind of um, like PDF that I'd send out with workouts. But we thought, let's create an app. And it was just going, it was just running alongside the fact that there was obviously the pandemic. But it's amazing. I'm so proud of it because we really have got, you know, hundreds of thousands of people a month for like, doing the workout, staying fit, you know, and it, it's for me, it's like a, it's a product that I'm so proud of because it really, when you commit to it, like anything, right, you know, if you're consistent with your food, because you get a tailored meal plan along, alongside with the workouts and, you know, some of the transformations you, you might have seen me share on social media, they're amazing, you know, and it's, it's people with, with kids working shifts, you know, busy people, because it's all about, it's all about speed, you know, it's about short workouts, short recipes that you can actually fit into your life. And I think that's the kind of key to sustainability, you know, when it comes to fitness, because, we're living in such a busy world that you don't have time to spend an hour in the gym. It'd be lovely to do that. And I think with the products I've designed, it's just very accessible. And, you know, it's like having me in your pocket. You know, you, per- you press play, you choose a workout. I coach you through it. And then you've got a lovely recipe at the end. And it's just um, just a simple way of delivering fitness and making it kind of simple and accessible to, to most people. And like, is there ever time because like you have got to be constantly working to kind of keep up all of this content? And all these tours, all these ideas, all these things you're doing. Is there ever time that you just think, oh, fuck it, I don't feel like doing any of this. Like, I don't feel like it today. And what happens if that voice ever happens? What happens? Like, how do you, because you know you have to, like, how do you, how do you shift? And does that actually ever happen? Yeah, I have, I have like periods, like even now, like coming back from LA, like I'm a little bit jet lagged and I'm just not in a kind of performing mode at the moment. So I'm doing my own sort of workouts, but the camera stuff and actually filming it, sometimes I've got to be in the right mindset. So it takes me a few days just to get back into it. But, you know, I just um, I just start simple with a little 15-minute YouTube workout just to get myself going, and then I might film one for the app. But most of the content shot, so obviously I film the workouts and I upload them to the app, but I'm only having to film sort of two or three a week. It's not like all day, every day. So I can have a break, you know, 10 workouts, and I can have a little bit of a break and put them on. So you've got a bit of a kind of backlog of workouts. But, um, yeah, I have highs and lows. You know, I find it quite difficult in the winter. It's hard, obviously, when it's cold and wet. And that's when I wish I was in Santa Monica. But um, I was thinking about that today because we have this podcast. And then, and then later today, I was going to do some Pilates. And it's it's amazing because it's been sunny in the past few days. And then just last night, it just was torrential rains and it's gray. And I was like, oh, I don't feel like doing it. 
I don't want to do it today. I just want to like stay in and not. And I was like, I wonder if Joe has those moments. It's like, oh, this sucks. I don't want to go yeah. out and do anything. Also, but I always, I've got a motto that's basically, you know, you never regret a workout. You, so you always, even if you're feeling low or stressed, for me, like for, for me personally, when I was younger, exercise was about body image. I wanted to be lean. I wanted to change. I was skinny. I didn't like my body. As an adult, as an adult now, I'm 37. I've got three kids. I actually do it because I want to be a good parent and I want to be calm and patient and I don't want to be stressed out and I want to be, you know, positive. And I think exercise for me is all about mental health. I love, I love being strong. It's nice to feel, feel confident in your skin, but the actual thing that pulls me back to exercise is like the mental health benefits. So how am I going to feel at the end of the workout? And, you know, as I said, being a parent for me, the most stressful thing and the most challenging thing that really takes my energy is staying calm and patient around my kids. Because when you're a child who's brought up in a household, that's very, very um, loud and aggressive and, and confrontational and, and all shouting and swearing all the time and doors getting slammed. That is my default setting, right? So when my kids are fighting and screaming, I'm, I'm really having to try hard to stay calm and to be to be understanding and compassionate. So for me, like exercise, if I'm having a stressful morning, the kids have driven me mad. I run upstairs, do a bit of exercise. And when I come down, I'm a, I'm a different person. And so it's yeah. when you're struggling for exercise and motivation, it's trying to tap into those things, you know, it's not about losing inches and, and losing weight. That's a byproduct, but it's going to make your relationships better. It's going to help you interact with your children better. And these are the things that I constantly talk about now on social media, because I think people are so fixated on the body image and losing weight. And it's about how you look, but exercise is way more than that. It's really about how you feel, I think. And that's the most important message to share for me. I mean, I totally agree. And 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 actually something that I was thinking of was, well, so I have had in the past year and a half, two years, I've had a lot of injuries, one in particular that's completely sidelined me. And it's been very difficult because because fitness for me too, it's mental health. It's 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 not about the losing of the inches. That's that's wonderful. But I, it really is like a safe space in my head and it makes me a better parent. And, you know, for a long time my exam was here, I wasn't even really able to work out at all. And crawling out of this space has been difficult because, you know, when I'm not able to work out, I'm not my best self and I feel kind of down. What happens when or if it ever does, like what happens when you get injured, like your whole, your whole career is on your physical being, being in shape and your mental wellness relies on being able to do those things. Like, have you experienced any injuries where you haven't been able to do your work and get to that headspace and be that parent? Yeah. Being injured is one of the most difficult things, especially if you love exercise and you're so used to it. But I have had an injury in my hip for the past sort of four or five years where you know, when I lunge and squat, I get this pain down the side of my hip. And I was convinced that structurally, like I just ruined my body and I was in bits. But actually committing to the stretching, the yoga and the flexibility and just the simple like, you know, the, the pigeon pose and that sort of thing. I've I've opened up that joint. But if I don't stretch every day for at least 20, 20, 25 minutes, the pain comes back. So, yeah, I'm having to just like work around. it. I've never had an ex- an injury that stopped me completely, but I've, I've been in pain doing, man. A lot that's of my, By the way, that's my injury is my hip. It's hip capsulitis. And it's frozen hip. And it has been, I've had other injuries. This has been the most painful kind of debilitating one. It literally just stopped me in my tracks, just walking. And and it's funny because I haven't been able to, I've just now, it's been a year and a half, been able to do a squat and a lunch because the, yeah. impinge, the impingement, because it kind of acts like a labor of terror, the impingement yeah. was just too painful. It makes me actually feel better that you've, I'm like, does Joe ever have injuries? Like, what happens? Well, I've got you the know? same thing in my shoulder. Like, I've got this weird thing where I just can't over my shoulder. It's like so annoying when I press, you know, it's, it's like a pain. <laughs> Again, 
Oh my god, we're literally we've ruined our bodies every day. Too much exercise. Too much exercise. And that's what they say is overuse injury. I have mild capsulitis in my in my labrum, in my left shoulder, and slight degenerate. It's so funny. It's all the left side, which must yeah, we, be. Look, we gotta get um, we gotta get some hip replacements. We need to get a titanium hip, a titanium yeah. shoulder. Go. So how do you like? Yeah, like what happens when you're hurting? Because you don't have an option. Like you have to still work out. What What do you do? Like how do you do that? You just grit through it. I just think now, like I've just got, I just know my body now. I know that I need to stretch, so I just do a lot more mobility stuff. I do a lot more warm up stuff, and I get, I get myself ready for the, for the workouts. What made you decide to pick? I mean, because there's obviously beautiful coastlines everywhere. Um, what made you decide to pick California, Santa Monica? What was the choice behind that? Well, six years ago, I went on. No, not six years ago. It was actually, it was 2010. I was on a motor, I was on a bike trip. I actually rode my bicycle from vancouver all the way down the west coast to san diego so no way and when i got on a to bicycle santa, on a bicycle yeah on a bicycle with a friend of mine Jeez. I santa monica i remember just thinking like i just love, love the outdoor lifestyle and the weirdness of venice and just everyone on the streets and just i love it so yeah six years ago we bought the place before we had kids and we go there every sort of year for a month or two at a time and we yeah we really love it i'm really happy there and it's just you can just be literally like a grandpa on rollerblades in hot pants and no one cares you can be like skateboarding and you can just do any, you can really be yourself. I love that weirdness and just the kind of, just the creativity. It's just a fun place. It's a really unique place, isn't it, Venice? Yeah. I mean, I love, I mean, Apokini is probably one of my favorite streets. It's the one of the coolest, bougiest streets I've ever been on. And I love, I mean, I love being by the, by the beach. I mean, I'm from here. And, you know, I think, you know, Robin always, we always laugh. He always calls, uh, call it Hotel California. He says you can check out, but you can never leave. Because yeah. there is something about the weirdness and the creativity and the freedom to be whoever you want that is so, and the bonkersness, you know, the silliness and the and the weirdness, all of it mixed together in a pot that that makes California so alluring. You know, it it is kind of very people kind of go, oh, what was it like growing up in LA? That must have been so bizarre. You know, it's like, well, it wasn't bizarre to me because it's all I knew. But I have such a respect for it now that i've lived in other places and i come back it's like no matter where i am in the world there is a part of me that will always want to come and check out that weirdness and you know and that 80 year old woman with you know white blonde hair and massive breasts in like a little top and tight shorts with you know the guy that's completely tied up you know doing barbell presses it was just like all of it is madness and phantasmic and you know there's a hippie element the beach element and it's just yeah i like weirdness too i like i like the um i like the mixture of all of it so yeah i like that you i like that's what brought you here i think you're gonna really love you know your life with your kids here they're gonna be they're gonna be beach buttons they're gonna be british beach buttons yeah i love it so what does what does your schedule look like what 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 is on the horizon for you so I've just announced I'm doing another tour of the UK. So I'm doing a schools tour, which I love. Um, and what I love is three years ago, before lockdown, I did a tour and 18,000 schools applied, which is like mind blowing. Wow. 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 Uh, and I thought, I wonder if, I wonder if like interest or like, you know, the kind of popularity that's going to dwindle, but actually more schools have applied this time, 24,000 schools have applied for me to visit. So we're now picking a route. We're going to map a different route through, um, the UK and I basically do like a tour I visit schools I do a workout I get the kids motivated I, wow. I do the, speak to the teachers and it's the one thing that 
it's really motivates me. It really energizes me because I realize it's part of the mission, you know, and kids are really suffering. I get a lot of messages from school teachers and heads of schools that are like seeing, you know, children's mental health declining, declining and from as young as five, six, seven years old with anxiety so bad they can't even go into school. So I think over the next few years, I really want to build on that. I really want to be a positive force and I want to have a proper impact, you know, not just like me visiting 10 schools and that's it. I want to build something that um, has momentum and it can be, you know, like a, even like a platform or some resources to give to schools because, you know, it is like, it is the most important thing, you know, sleep, movement and exercise and, and nutrition is the most important thing. And, you know, you can make it kind of accessible. You can make it achievable to these children. I think that's, that's the kind of, that's the best thing about it. You know, I'm going to put all my energy into that. And, you know, that's really what I want to be. Rem- that's my legacy. I think that's what I want to be remembered for. Oh, well, I mean, I love how much you love children, by the way. It's like, wow, it's so cool hearing, you know, it's like, there's so much authentic purpose in everything that you're doing. And I can really feel like, obviously, we're on a computer screen. I'm in LA and you're in England. And I literally feel like I feel your energy talking about this and how it lights you up. And it's so cool when you talk to someone who is so connected to what they're doing and so empowered in a place of gratitude. It's it's a very cool thing. I'm like, wow. And I'm thinking, how do you even sift through 24,000 applicants? Like, how do you even, how many schools do you do on that? Like, how do you, how many schools will you do on this tour? So, so I manage, I can usually do three a day. Like, it's quite tough because you have to, you, you go in, you do an hour or so in the school, then you've got to like drive three hours to the next school. So you've got to plan it so you can get to the next stop. But yeah, it's usually, oh, sorry, that keeps beeping. It's usually three schools a day. Um, We're going to start in Scotland and we're going to work our way down we actually were looking at the map today, maybe going through Stoke. Is that where Robbie's That's from? That's where Rob's from. Yeah, we, we, oh I my remember God. that. Thinking, I know he's, he's got to go Stoke. Yeah. Come on, come on! I've got to put a boat in. Yeah, it's I basically gotta... try and um, zigzag around, and you've got to try and dip into like Wales if you can. But yeah, a lot of driving. We basically just like hit the road. We we go in, we do the workout, and um, you know the kids are super excited because you're talking about like schools like in the middle of nowhere that never get anyone visits. They're super excited to me to me to be there. Oh my God, please go to Stoke on Trent. Like, I mean, I don't know when you're going and I don't, I mean, Rob's so busy, but gosh, if there was a way to cross over, that would be a proud Stokey moment for both of us if you were able to to get wet in for the people of Stoke. I'm, I'm putting the vote in now. No pressure. No pressure. Um, yeah, that that is so cool. I love that you do that. Like, I just, honestly, Joe, talking to you has been, you know, it's so funny because obviously I enjoyed talking to you. I remembered speaking to you many years ago on Loose Women. And I was so honored, grateful that you wanted to come on this podcast and talk. And I'm so excited to kind of meet the person who has now impacted my life so much and become this father of three, just husband and like a captain in your space. Um, And I just can't, I can't say enough of how much I've enjoyed this talk with you. You are truly a, you are a gem. You are a special, unique, wonderful human. And I'm like grateful for what you're doing for kids all over the world. I believe in the power of fitness and mental health. I am so happy that there is someone like you out there rooting for kids and and rooting for the well-being of people all over the world. And you personally touched my life with your workouts. And I'm just like, I just want to cheer you on and watch what you're going to do and yeah, and and make you my new California buddy. I just think you're you're a really cool dude. You've got you know you're crazy enough to have three kids. You're probably going to have twelve kids. So at some point you'll outnumber us. Um, I I'm looking forward to playdates, teaching my kids how to hang, workouts with your wife. Like I'm just yeah, I'm super chuffed that you came on this this podcast to share all this because I think you're super impressive. 
Oh, thank you so much. Well, listen, it's, it's been amazing chatting and I'm, I'm really glad. Um, yeah, I appreciate you letting me spread my message because, you know, it's, it's something I'm so passionate about. And anyone that's listening, I always say this, you know, if you're struggling with your mental health today, just get outside, get some fresh air, you know, do a little bit of movement. It's really going to help you, you know, get that, that clarity and hopefully pick up your spirits a little bit. And um, yeah, I think um, that's the most important message I'd like to share, really. Keep moving. Um, you never regret a workout and um, lots of love to you all. If you enjoyed this episode, please, please subscribe. I mean, it's actually begging. Rate us, review us, all the five stars, all the bells and whistles, please, wherever you find your podcasts. Seriously, desperate, desperate for a good review. Also, if you want to get in touch, you can find me on Instagram. My handle is IdaFieldWilliams, so please let us know what you think of the podcast and even who you might like to have on as a guest. You never know, we might actually be able to make it happen. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Postcards from the Edge is a Blueprint Pods production. Executive producer Sophie Palak and producer Warren Borg. Postcards from the Edge. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.